Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. Turning points aren't always as they appear. As the winter solstice shows us, there's no point where you can normally say, ha, there it is. There's the turning point. There's the exact moment where the direction stops and pivots. It's a it's an analog process. It's not a digital process, these turning points. We don't have sharp corners on our changes when it comes to reality, when it comes to large systems changing whole cultures, ideologies, societies, belief systems. Our planet doesn't come to an abrupt halt and then go in a different direction. It slowly eases around the corners some people thought that the uh, Mayan calendar or Aztec or whatever it was with the um, solstice change, or maybe it was December 23rd, I can't remember what day it was, but I think it was the solstice on um, the winter solstice in 2012 was supposed to be the big change. And what if it was? What if it was the big change? But since change is a slow process, um, the winter solstice doesn't happen over one moment. There is a time period, there's a, there's a, you know, to the minute description that you can find in astronomical um, calendars of when it exactly happens at, you know, 5.40 something a.m. Um, this morning was supposed to be the solstice, but of course when you look out at reality and you look out at the sun, there's no, you know, you don't know exactly when something happens, and it happens over a several day period that the sun sort of seems to stop in the sky from our perspective. The same thing happens with cultures and change on a grand scale, and politics and philosophy and spirituality and religion and culture and technology. All of these things, when they pivot around that turning point, that change happens in a very you know, gradual way, a very analog way, even if it's a very sharp uh, parabola, there's still a tangent, a sort of slow, gradual careening around the corner of, you know, one direction to the next. Where we were heading seemed to be a very dangerous, bad place to many people, um, but because we were coming to that you know, swing, pivot point, you know, when you, when you get on the swing and you go forward as far as you possibly can, or you go backward as far as you possibly can, and then you sort of slowly turn around and start going in the other direction. And the pivot point, you know, takes a little while, and so, you know, maybe it did. Maybe that pivot point was, uh, you know, four years ago. 
And we just are only kind of now noticing that things have really started changing dramatically in the past 10 years or so. We have gone from a, in, a, in a very different direction from where we seem to be going. And while a lot of stuff seems to have come to a head in 2016, a lot of people are <laughs> saying very bad things about 2016. Um, and I sort of know the feeling because I kind of went through that back in 2007. I was a little ahead of everyone, I guess. Um, in a more philosophical way, I was, I was, went through that big change of dramatic dark night of the soul and uh, came out again and came out looking in a more positive direction and seeing that where we're heading while... Uh, it, it seemed to be going in, in a backwards direction, has now pivoted around that turning point, and we're now heading in a far different, better, more beautiful direction. Um, that change I see is the change between uh, what I tend to call as the, the third-person intellectual level of thinking, which is a very masculine, testosterone-based uh, mindset in the human brain and so it focuses on um, if you have um, if you have a third person output focus but your fourth person sort of spiritual philosophical level of thinking is still very very um, contracted and hasn't developed fully which our society I don't believe has um, our, our governing system um, hasn't developed that that perceiving type in the MBTI terminology, uh, we're still in. We've still been in the judging type. We've been the sort of past focused, input focused, um, past to the present understanding. And so when we look into the future, it's it's unknown and it's scary. And that's the judging type in the MBTI descriptions. Um, so we've been in this this uh, this culture ideology of high technology focused on solving the problems of the past and preventing bad things from happening. Whereas we're now turning over, and that was Obama, by the way, that was, um, he was um, what I call a one, 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 output on the first person, output on the second person, output on the third person, which is physical, emotional, and intellectual levels. Uh, but he was still an input on the fourth person level. So he was very focused on sort of collaborating and have, bringing people together with technology and, and sort of focusing on problem solving, but problem solving is of, of an avoidant way of, of avoiding the bad things, trying to control the bad stuff that happens by using the outputs, the healthy, positive outputs, of each individual as well as our more interpersonal relationships as well as our technology and science. But now we're moving into an age that is far more feminine. It is the fourth person output, um, which is in the MBTI is called perceiving type as opposed to the judging type. And that is a very uh, present to the future focused and focused on um, a, a sort of optimistic view of reality, of working with the universe as a way to find more beauty, not as a way to avoid bad stuff, but as a way to create good stuff. So the idea is to work with nature, 
using science, using our artistic emotional states, as well as using our physical bodies, we look to the universe, we look to nature to work with it and have it help nurture us, as opposed to worrying about the past and the, the negative outcomes and sort of clinging on to what we what used to work for us. We're now going to be opening up and looking for new ways of doing things. So this is the change from a testosterone-based uh, political, governmental, sociological system to a serotonin-based system. And I know there's some question about whether serotonin is in the fourth person sort of prefrontal cortex philosophical system but that's I'm 99% convinced that that's what we're talking about is as opposed to either estrogen or um, oxytocin um, I'm like 99% sure that it's serotonin that's actually governing this fourth person sort of philosophical um, brain element, uh, personality level, whatever you want to call it. And that is um, very nurturing. It's, it's, a, it's a way of nurturing our society and our ideas, not just on a personal and physical and emotional level, but on a, on a global level of society where we're looking to use nature to help us uh, grow into better individuals. And this is going to be, um, this change is happening, of course, in a loopy process, because as we have always discovered, and we have always known, but we haven't always been very clear about it, progress is two steps forward, one step back. And, and that's not as metaphorical as it sounds. Um, I mean, I'm not literally talking about walking, but I'm talking about progress in the um, in the way we grow as a society, where we do actually have to go backwards, um, which, as many of you have noticed, 2016 seems to have gone backwards, have has taken us back, and in the beginning of 2017 probably we'll do the same thing, we'll continue that, we will go backwards, and we'll fix the mistakes that we made in the past. That's why we need to go backwards, because sometimes we get lucky and we go in a direction that seems to be going where we want to go, hence Obama. You know, so many people had so much faith and, and belief in Obama being able to change everything for the better, but he didn't really accomplish very much. And why is that? Um, that's because he wasn't working with nature. He wasn't focusing on... Um, on the philosophical sort of creative element of of reality and of working with quantum physics and the unknown and embracing the unknown he was focused on controlling things and worrying about the past and trying to keep things sort of in line and and uh, you know predictable and that's not how reality works that's uh, just not the way evolution and change and growth and entropy the laws of physics, that's not how they work. So we need to go back. We need to go backwards. And that's what we're doing right now in, in not just in the United States, but in so many places, there's a whole lot of backwards going on. And yeah, it does hurt. It sucks. Um, I was watching a video about Aleppo in Syria, where um, right now they're trying to get everybody out. They're evacuating the area while the 
uh, Assad regime comes in and sort of takes over and kicks out the rebels and all of that. And it's just such a disaster and it is horrifying. It is gut-wrenchingly depressing um, looking at those people. And my heart goes out to anyone who's feeling the pain of going backwards and of us having to go back and correct our mistakes. Um, that it does suck. I've been there. I know what it's like. Um, I mean, I haven't been to Aleppo, obviously, but I, I've certainly been in a, a situation where, you know, life seemed hopeless and devastating. And, and I mean, I came out of it and not everyone will. And that does suck. But that is a part of life. That is a part of growth that there is, unfortunately, um, you know, suffering. And uh, we know that. And all we can do is pay attention to it and be witness to it and acknowledge it and apologize. You know, we have to be sorry for these mistakes that we've made. Even if we didn't make them intentionally, even if we thought we were doing the right thing at the time, even if we still believe we were doing the right thing, um, we can still apologize and say, I'm so sorry that, you know, that your life has not been what what it should have been. Your life should have been far more beautiful and filled with joy and love and compassion and creativity and inspiration. And we don't always get that. Some of us don't, and that's... And that is unfortunate, and we can't apologize for that. Um, no matter how much we participated in it, we can still empathize and sympathize and feel sorry for those people. And then redirect ourselves and say, we're not going to make this mistake again. Um, and that is where we're going now. We've gone backwards. We have to start not at square one, but at square, you know, 8,264 or wherever we are in this growth pattern of the universe. And we have to go backwards a little and then refocus and redirect ourselves and say, okay, that path seemed right at the time, but wasn't. Now where do we want to go? Now what, uh, what new, better direction can we take this time that will allow us to bypass that problem that we had in the past? And we do this as far as as I can tell, is in, in allowing the feminine, the most inspiring elements of spirituality and philosophy to shine, to sort of follow the, the magic. And if you hate that word, I'm really sorry. And it might be kind of painful. If you're a judging type, um, that... Uh, it's going to seem kind of scary and it's going to seem like we're going the wrong way because we're going to be following a path into the unknown. Um, but this time we're going to embrace our intuition as a culture. We're going to say, you know what, following, trying to, trying to prevent the bad things from happening isn't working, at least not on a large scale, on a social scale, on a government scale. Instead, we're going to have to start focusing on trying to create better things, beautiful things happening. We're going to try to focus on the positive, focus on the beauty that unites us, the, the direction that uh, we never imagined that we could possibly go, letting go of the old technology and using whatever technology that we can invent 
to make something far more beautiful. And I would like to point out a few things that have happened in the past decade. Uh, we have turned from a, a, a top-down, um, centralized media to a decentralized, bottom-up media. Um, I've discovered this far more <laughs> delightfully in the past few months. I mean, I've known this for a long time, but I mean, at the start of of blogs and even bulletin board systems, BBSs, back in the day, um, before I even got onto the internet, um, back in the 80s, there were be bulletin board systems, BBSs, and, and listservs and things like that, where people were making their own media, and it has only blossomed over the past, you know, three decades since the 80s, or even whatever, early 80s, maybe even late 70s, I'm not sure when that officially started, but um, we've now seen that blossom just into the mainstream media. Now, young people and even older people, um, for the most part, uh, get most of their media, or at least a huge chunk of their media, from places like YouTube and individual videos on Facebook or Twitter or whatever that are made by just normal human beings, not made by large corporations, not, you know, government-sponsored, not Hollywood-sponsored, not newspaper-sponsored, you know, but people, just regular people, making something that they care about. And some of, them, some of them certainly are doing it for money, and of course the people who tend to do it for money tend to make a lot of compromises at best, and some of those things are definitely not the most useful things to watch, but a lot of people do it out of both passion and money. And, and of course, there are some people who do it entirely out of passion and don't want any money for it and avoid all the advertising and all the promotional stuff. Um, and they just put their stuff out there because they it's important for them to put their stuff out there. This is the age of information. Um, and currency is attention, not money. The, the, way, to, um, the way to be successful these days uh, in, in media is, is not to make a lot of money, but uh, to get a lot of viewers and to get a lot of people paying attention to what you say, and then you have the power. Money no longer is that powerful. And we can see that both in elections and in just mainstream media. I mean, how many people watched the new Star Wars? A lot of people, but you know how many people watch, you know, just some random blogger or vlogger on YouTube? and multiply that by, you know, a few hundred other people who are on YouTube and you, you know, you have a lot of power of people um, changing the world. Um, you know, Star Wars no longer has the power to do much change, whereas, you know, one YouTuber can, uh, can have, you know, billions of views, you know, as far as getting it out there, you know, one person sees it and then they tell several of their friends and oh, even those friends don't need to see it. So we have this power that's bottom-up emergent behavior and it's not something that's controlled. That's the old-fashioned way of doing things in this age of information. Now we have, uh, we have lack of control over the information and that's when things start to um, evolve. When things are free to change and vary and experiment and find the things that work best, you know, we get greater fitness. And that's, uh, that's something we want. We want our, our society and our beliefs and our ideas 
and our, quote, facts uh, to be free to actually fit into the reality that we want to make. This, this fantasy that we have in our head of the future, of what we could do, you know, the science fiction folks who are more inspiring as opposed to the apocalyptic type of science fiction, uh, the ones that are more inspiring and looking for a future where so many things are possible, that is a fantasy, but we can turn that fantasy into reality, just like Star Trek, which was an inspiring science fiction story, uh, ecosystem, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was so much inspiring technology that scientists and, and engineers looked at that show and said, you know what, we can do this. We can actually make a tricorder. We can actually make a, um, an, a communication system that can go from above the planet to below the planet and you can actually communicate with the touch of a button wirelessly. And guess what? They made that. That really exists. It was a fantasy and then it became a reality. And they did that by opening up the idea that fantasy, uh, you can follow the fantasy, imagine it, and then make it happen. I mean, it's not going to be exactly the same. I mean, we don't touch our shirts, although we could. We could put a little you know, cell phone, little tiny thing on our shirts, you know, you could put it, they make it as a watch now. Um, but it doesn't have to be exactly the same as you fantasize. It can fit better into our reality and say, you know what, the, this little lapel thing that's stuck on our shirts, you know, it's not as actually as useful as having a phone or a watch or something like that, that we could use in a little more practical way. So once we start embracing the vision, the creative future, um, and we use this, this bottom-up approach where, you know, people are broadcasting their lives and their ideas, and they don't need to have a ton of money, and they don't need to have a ton of popularity, and they don't even really need that great an idea. They just need a story. They, they start with their, their personal lives and they say, okay, this is what's meaningful to me. This, this is my experience. These stories are what power a healthy media because they're personal. You know, people don't have, again, certainly some of the more monetized ones, you know, have a motivation for lying and being deceptive and being silly. But in general, the vast majority of people putting their stories out there, these are honest stories. And this is what powers a healthy ecosystem of culture when we have all these stories surrounding us that are, that are very personal, very meaningful, and they enlighten us into where we want to go, who we are, what is important to life, which is, you know, how we need to change. This gives us a vision of where we are and where, we, where we've been, where we are now, and where we want to go. And that's just so empowering, I think. And that's where I see us moving forward in the future. Right now, again, we're going backwards a little bit. There's going to be some challenges, and we're going to be apologetic, and we're going to hurt, and but we're going to use that pain and that suffering to redirect and say, no, not again. We're going to do something different this time. We're going to stop fighting against ourselves 
And we're going to start embracing one another as individual human beings, asking ourselves, asking one another, what's your story? Where were you? What have you lost? What would you like to gain? How would you like to use the suffering that you've gone through to make a better world? And if we can ask that of ourselves, one another, humanity, including non-humanity, all of the earthlings, whether they be flora, fauna, or artificial intelligence, or whatever, we can ask us all to tell our stories. And with those stories, we can figure out where we want to go, what our fantasy is, what our shared vision of a better world is. And uh, I look forward to that. And I think this is the turning point that's, you know, been happening over the past few years and is really sort of being felt right now that that to some people it feels very aggressive and lurching and abrupt um, and to other of us are saying you know this has been a long time coming <laughs> we're way ahead of you we're up here we're doing this crazy stuff and uh, we don't really know what we're doing but we know to trust our instincts because nature is guiding us and the universe you know has a direction the universe has a flow to it that you know leads towards something better leads towards the light leads away from the darkness and towards a more evolved uh society a more evolved planet and that i think is um is awesome um and it, again it's gonna hurt for a lot of people um, but a lot of people are going to discover that this challenge and this struggle and this pain and suffering um, is worth it because once we come out, future generations of children will not be going through what they did, what they're going through right now in Aleppo. There won't be that kind of a, of a rift between humans um, or anything else. For that matter, we're going to embrace one another and we're going to respect and value one another as, as magical beings in a very real sense, a real sense of magic. magic real magic is science. Um, when you do real magic, it's just something that's unexpected. It's something that you don't quite know how it happened, but it happened for a real reason. It happened within the laws of physics. It's just maybe not Newtonian physics. Although most real magic is Newtonian physics, but in the future, perhaps um, it will be quantum physics. We will be harnessing or at least working with the powers of the universe um, that are beyond basic engineering and basic, you know, sort of three-dimensional science, but into four-dimensional changing of things over time and, and realizing the relativity of time and space and all of that craziness and it's gonna seem pretty weird to a lot of people if not everyone but weirdness is where we want to go if we want to change we need to be open-minded if we are to get something that's far better than what we did before you know we have to go back refocus and pick a direction that we've never gone before if we want to make progress so I'm going to leave you with that. If you have any comments, questions, uh, anything that you want to interact with me, I would be very happy to do so. I'm also um, I'm going to be starting up a, a Twitch stream, I hope. 
uh, they call it IRL in real life. Um, they had video games before, and then they had creative, and now they're sort of opening it up to somewhat more open-ended discussion, um, which I think is a, a healthy direction to go for them. So I'm going to be starting with some encouragement, uh, a philosophy discussion um, channel that I hope to be starting soon. I've done a little bit of testing and I'm still working out some glitches and it may not, it certainly won't be perfect and it may not be great, but it will be there um, in the fairly near future. So if you want to follow me on Twitch, if you're a member of Twitch, you do need to be a member in order to follow me, but it doesn't cost anything, whatever. Um, and actually, if you have Amazon Prime, you can get free Twitch Prime, which allows you to do a bunch of things, including essentially donate money um, to people who do videos on Twitch. Um, but if you're on Twitch, you can follow me. Uh, my name is T-U-R-I-L-C-R-O-N-B-U-R-G. That's my username, Terrell Cronberg. And so you can follow me there and it will notify you when I go live um, for a discussion there on the Twitch streaming. And you can also find me on Reddit. My username is Turl there, just my first name, T-U-R-I-L. So you can go to reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com slash user slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L. And you can find everything I post there. And I specifically have created a new community on Reddit uh, called um, The Examined Life, which is open to primarily philosophical sort of personal investigation um, so that we can use philosophy to sort of guide our own individual lives on a on a day-to-day -day level I mean it's kind of open-ended to everything um, so if you want to join that that's reddit.com slash r slash the examined life and I'll probably be using that for my twitch channel discussions as well instead of discord because I like reddit even though it's got it's problems. I like it. And you can also, of course, always email me at thewiseturtle at gmail.com, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you or not, whatever you feel most inspired to do. And whatever you do in the future, I wish you the most beauty and creativity and compassion and inspiration in finding a way to do it so that it brings you more joy and it makes the world a better place as well. So I will leave you with that. Happy winter solstice and namaste.